Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024. You heard me? Woo, woo. Wah. Gangsters. The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's going to be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody, nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted as always. There's always a seat at our table for you. So if you're new to the show, Wendy Bell Radio Network app, follow along on the live stream. Also have a great podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite listening stuff. Check us out. Download us. Share us. Give us a five-star review and talk to a friend about us. We'd love to have you. Okay. So you know the Supreme Court, five to four, Amy Coney Barrett. With the deciding vote, decided to tell Texas, you know what? You got to let the Biden administration continue to let forever a free flow of illegal invaders at the southern border. Come on in. Got to let them do it. So we were wondering, what's Texas going to do? Are they going to fight back? Are they going to push back? What's going to happen? Oh, we shouldn't have asked because there's a showdown now. The Texas National Guard apparently responding to the Supreme Court order by instead installing more razor wire. You want to cut through it? We'll put more up. You want to play games? We are not playing games anymore. We're taking our freaking country back. One state at a time. The Texas National Guard Tuesday responded to the Supreme Court's order allowing the Biden regime to cut and remove razor wire installed along the southern border by installing more razor wire. Hell freaking yes. The U.S. Supreme Court Monday sided with the Biden regime. They allowed Border Patrol agents to remove the wire installed at the border. Governor Greg Abbott previously had installed about 30 miles of razor wire at the Texas-Mexico border near Eagle Pass. Of course, to stop the flood of illegal aliens pouring in thanks to the Biden administration. There is no doubt it's already happening in New York City. Migrants in New York can vote in municipal elections. Why on earth would someone who has no love of this country, who has no skin in the game whatsoever, Who's getting everything freaking handed to them for free? Why on earth would these people be allowed to vote? Because that's the plan. Of course. In October, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton filed a lawsuit against the Biden regime regarding their cutting razor wire at the border. 
lawsuit made its all the way, made it all the way to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals after a federal judge sided with Biden. Appeals court. Then last month, it said the agents could not cut the razor wire. What are we doing? Like, I'm so tired of sitting here and spinning in my chair. I'm so tired. There are hundreds of people who have been wrongfully detained and imprisoned because of a government setup, something that was orchestrated, that was concocted, that was executed by our government against the very people, MAGA, who they hate. And we're supposed to sit here and let these stupid decisions grind their way through the justice system. Do you think the Texas residents are cool with that? Hell no. And so they said, suck it. We're putting more up. You want to play games? Try us. Do they want a civil war at the border? Kind of feels like it. Where a state does more to protect the sovereignty of this country than the federal government? Hmm. This is the ninth time, as you well know, that the Supreme Court has sided with Biden out of 14 emergency applications. See, when I tell you that we just talk common sense, every single time Corrine Jean-Pierre gets up and lies to our faces, every single time that little weasel, Alejandro Mayorkas, lies under oath, Or just to our faces. Every single time they point fingers and say, well, if Republicans would work with Democrats and then if Congress would do little, little, little. No, see, it works when you shut the border. Shut the border. Everything stops. Close the border. You made fun of President Trump for running on this very issue of security and safety. Period. Let's not get into the nuance of of the judicial process. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And if you're president, Barack Obama or otherwise, and their minions are snipping holes and facilitating more illegal immigrants, how can you deduce anything other than they hate you and they want to destroy and set fire to what we have created off of the backs of our ancestors. You know, we hear all this talk about reparations. You've got the uh, fire alarm yanker Jamal Bowman, that wizard of genius, coming out and saying, and now's the time for us to spend $14 trillion to give every black person in this country $300,000. That's the price tag. That's what sounds fair. That's what's going to do it for us. Sit down, you chump. How dare you waste our time? Do you have any idea who fought and who died? On the battlefields of this fledgling constitutional republic so that you could blow hard your way into the spotlight and dare to be such a feckless jerk every day? 
people died. A lot of people died. And we're going to we're gonna sit here and we're going to wait for this to wind its way through the, through the courts? The way should, we should just turn our backs on the January 6th defendants who have been beaten and starved, who have been put in inhumane conditions, who in the cold snap of last week had no heat in their D.C. gulag jail cells and the temperature was 55. And they had their prison uniforms. You really think that we are willing to wait? I love the idea of a great awakening. And that is this. A massive trucker convoy protest planned for major border entry points. Coming up on February 3rd, here is the story. TrendingPoliticsNews.com U.S. Representative Keith Self, Republican from Texas, announced that truckers will be organizing a demonstration along several southern border routes in protest of the wide open border, as well as the recent Supreme Court decision that will allow Border Patrol agents to cut razor wire at will. Quote, there will also be a take our border back multi-day trucker convoy from January 29th through February 3rd. He wrote in a Twitter post, routes will end at Eagle Pass, Texas, Yuma, Arizona and San Ysidro, California. I want to see something that makes Canada proud. I want to see something that is in some way on par with the Dutch farmers in the Netherlands or with the German farmers and truckers. I want to see a show of support, the likes of which no one has seen before. Because nowhere is being invaded the way our country is. No one is being put in jeopardy every single day the same way as America is. Look, the Democrats in your life, who you've walked away from, the rhinos, establishment people in your life that you've walked away from, they don't see this as Joe Biden's crisis. They don't see this as something purposeful. They don't see this through the lens of danger the way you do. Some people will not be saved in this national divorce, period. The convoy will mirror similar protest movements in Canada, where truckers rallied around government buildings in Ottawa and border checkpoints in protest of the nation's stringent vaccine mandates. I think you're, you're gonna see people now finally done. Done, and I cannot wait. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio program, we got to talk a little bit about Sports Illustrated, right? They're just fired everybody. Uh, L.A. Times. It's almost like they didn't see this coming. If you suck long enough, people won't read you or follow you. Amazing how that works. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio program.
You know, it's interesting when there is that moment in time when you realize you've been wrong about something. And I think it happens to all of us in various times of our lives. Whether we have been lied to and we acted on that and we said and did things that we should not have. When you have that moment and you look in the mirror and you know that there's no other way than to just eat it and beg forgiveness and say, I'm sorry, I was a klutz. I didn't listen. I thought I knew what was going on. I didn't hear you. I didn't give you the benefit of the doubt. And I jumped on a bandwagon of destruction. And it's on me. And I hope you can forgive me. It can be some of the hardest things you say that are the most liberating. Because if it's sincere, if it's heartfelt and authentic, it can be freeing. Because whomever you've harmed has a decision to make. They either forgive you and you move on with them, or they don't. And either way, you know. We've seen celebrities have these moments. People who were livid at those of us who didn't get vaccinated. Who then later down the road realized why. They started hearing about side effects, problems. They had that epiphany that we are free. And that we all have the right to make the best decisions or the worst decisions for ourselves. But it is ours. And sometimes it's too late. Well, apparently, for Sports Illustrated, that laid off its entire staff, it's too late. You dabbled too long in the deep end of suck. You put morbidly obese women on the cover of magazines. I'm no fat shamer, but I don't want to see it any more than you do. I don't want to see me in a bathing suit, let alone someone else. Supporting trannies on the covers, writing articles, defending it. It's disgusting. And we said no. And people stopped reading and they stopped subscribing. And you know what happens when people stop supporting you? It's amazing. You can't survive. LA Times scratching their head. Not yet ready to have that conversation, that look in the mirror where they say, Oh dear Lord, what have we done? I grew up with the Los Angeles Times. Over the last handful of years, as I've traveled out to Los Angeles to see my family, or to take my son to college and visit him. There have been issues of the paper. And I've read it at my mom and dad's house. Is it really a mystery why the Los Angeles Times has slashed 20% of its staff? It's no mystery. People don't like being served suck every gosh darn day. Every title, every photograph, every column. Could you even make it look even remotely fair? No. That's why they say 95% of the people who are in journalism today are liberal. 
But if you can't see past the prism of your own political proclivities, you ought not be in that job. Period. The same way a doctor being compensated by Pfizer for making sure all of her patients are vaccinated because there is a monetary reward at the end of it, right? Just as that doctor probably shouldn't be giving me medical advice because I lost your, I lost faith in you a long time ago. These news outlets, CNN is one of them. We've got a story about them coming up. Is, is anybody surprised that more people want to watch the History Channel than they want to watch CNN? At least at the History Channel, you learn something. CNN just makes you angry. 20% at the Los Angeles Times announcing Tuesday the slashing of 20% of the staff, 115 job cuts. That is brutal. Brutal. The loss for the L.A. Times will undoubtedly be a community college boon throughout the Southland for computer coding classes. This is John Nolte from Breitbart writing this. I love what he writes. He says this, the far left Los Angeles Times announcing Tuesday laying off at least 115 people, more than 20 percent of the newsroom. This represents one of the largest workforce reductions in the history of the 142 year old disgraced institution. The report adds that the move comes amid projections for another year of heavy losses for the newspaper. Hey, call the Washington Post. Call Jeff Bezos. Much like the owner of the Los Angeles Times, he too is a billionaire, losing $100 million a year. Why? Because we're done. National divorce, friends. I'm not, I'm not down with it. Will not, will not read it. Will not subscribe to it. They suck. Common Sense, next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Carrie Lake bribed by the head of the RNC in, in Arizona. Are you for real? Oh, yeah. And what she said after that, next. You know, I think people, and I, I will use a friend of ours, Sean Parnell. I'm going to use him as an example. Here we have this guy served in the military, served incredibly valiantly in Afghanistan as a kid. Like 485 days of direct combat with the Taliban. 85% of his platoon got purple hearts. They got shot. He saw the pit of hell and fought in it. And then one day he was called out by President Trump, completely out of the blue, was not expecting it. And Donald Trump called his name out and said to Sean Parnell, you should run for Congress. And he was flabbergasted. Sean wasn't thinking about that. He had written a fantastic book. He's a best-selling author. He had a bright future ahead of him doing anything he wanted. And Donald Trump called him out and said, it's your time. And so he got in the race in Pennsylvania and he ran for Congress. And then he experienced the suck. Except there is no embracing it as there is in the military. The machine came after him. And they came after his family. And they played on 
certain personal issues that he was managing privately in his life. And they used it to derail him and force him off the tracks. And the people who had supported him pulled that support. He wasn't expecting that. I don't think Carrie Lake was expecting a year ago to be called by the head of the RNC in Arizona and to be bribed. But that's what happened. See, when you're effective, when you're a fighter, when you're a warrior, when you are willing to die for this country, as Sean was, and almost did, I don't know how many times he was shot, but he was. When you're willing to walk away from a high-powered, highly compensated job as a television news anchor, I know. You don't do it for the glory. You don't do it for the fame. You do it if you love your country for that very reason. The story broken in London by the Daily Mail exclusive audio recording reveals the moment the senior Republican figure tried to bribe Carrie Lake not to run for Senate. Now, this is out there all over the place. It's about 10 minutes long. Does not really play well for radio. There's a lot of chewing going on in it. I don't know who recorded it. I don't know who released it. But I can tell you at CPAC last year, it was like the next day or that very day, Carrie Lake was at an event and she got up on stage and she told everybody, I was just told, I was just promised a, a fat salary at some whatever company. I was just told I could make millions of dollars if I would only step aside and not run for Senate. But see, when you're not for sale, when there is no price, because there is nothing more precious, there is nothing that can be purchased that is as precious as America. This is offensive. It makes you feel dirty. And that is exactly how Carrie Lake sounds. An audio recording obtained by Daily Mail reveals the extraordinary moment when what appears to be Arizona's top Republican official tried to bribe Carrie Lake not to run in the state's Senate race. Jeff DeWitt, chair of the Arizona Republican Party, can be heard asking Lake to name her price to stay out of politics for two years It's all about bribery, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about blackmail. If they could have destroyed Carrie Lake any other way, say she and her husband were going through a divorce, say that there was a problem with one of her children, these scum suckers would glom onto it and would try to manipulate it to get her out of the way. Why? Because they fear MAGA. And they should. There are very powerful people who want to keep you out. DeWitt says in this conversation recorded at the start of March of last year. DeWitt tells Lake, one of the most public faces, of course, of the former president's MAGA movement and a woman frequently spoken of as a 2024 vice presidential pick that he thinks Trump is going to lose. And it is time to make way for someone else. 
oh, oh dear man. After asking her not to mention the, con- the conversation to anyone, oops, he makes his first offer. So the ask I got today, he says, from back east. Who do you think back east is? Well, that'll be your beltway bubble, the swamp. So the ask I got today from back east was, quote, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll to keep her out? Isn't that so gross? We're going to give you a, a job, some stupid title, some nameplate on a door in a corner office somewhere, and you don't even have to show up. But we'll pay you for you to get out of the way. Carrie, Carrie like reacts with, it says in this article, indignation, but I don't think that goes far enough. She's freaking offended. How dare you? You think you can freaking buy me? You think MAGA is some moniker stitched into my shirt? And when I take it off after I've worn it and throw it in the washing machine, I'm somebody else? How dare you? She says, this is about defeating Donald Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for this country. DeWitt, who was chief operating officer on Trump's 2020 campaign. Think about that. You have swamp creatures. You have rhino Republicans, conservatives in name only. Who pretend to understand you. They don't understand. They understand the money and the power and the greed. They get the swamp. They'll stop at nothing. They'll destroy you. They were willing to explode, blow up Sean Parnell's issues. Private family issues. And they threatened him with that. Pull out. Or we're going to tell a story that everybody will believe it'll be a lie. But so what? Collateral damage. Later, DeWitt, who was chief operating officer on the Trump 2020 campaign, frames it differently. Says, just say, is there a number at which he begins? And Lake cuts in, I can be bought. That's what it's about. He says, you can take a pause for a couple years. You can go right back to what you're doing. She rebuffs him repeatedly, says not a chance, not even for a billion dollars. This is not about money. It is about our country. Mm -hmm. Two sources confirmed DeWitt's identity as the speaker. He and his press secretary, obviously not responding to multiple requests for comment. Don't know why that would be, but Carrie Lake then comes out and she's got, I guess, a little comment for him. Time to move along, Mr. DeWitt. Lake demands resignation of Arizona Republic. It shouldn't be on her to be the one who who says this. If the RNC was worth an iota, one... Ronna McDaniel wouldn't be standing there with her new facelift or whatever the hell she did to her face. Doesn't work, sister. You're still a swamp creature. You can nip and tuck. You can inject and doll it up. But suck still sucks. And you suck. And so does this DeWitt 
Lake on Tuesday demanded the re- uh, resignation of Arizona Republican Party Chair Jeff DeWitt after the Daily Mail published audio of the moment last year when he appeared to try to bribe or didn't appear. How much do you want? 20, 30 million? What do you want? We'll make it happen. That is how desperate these people are. That is how afraid they are. That is why when Rush Limbaugh said, even if Trump's not here, this isn't going to change. Because there is no separating you from the ideas. The ideas of making America great again don't involve ego. They demand grassroots efforts. These aren't people who were born dreaming about one day serving in some office for the government. They feel like they've got no choice. There's nobody else. I can't be bought. And so these people, Sean, Carrie, others, they sit down at the table with their families and they say, look, I feel like I got to do this. I need you to be okay with it because it's going to get ugly. They're going to look for everything. They're going to try to find anything they can to make me look like a horrible person or a bad husband or a terrible father. Apparently, they couldn't come up with any dirt on Carrie. And as she's resisting calls to be the vice presidential nominee, she said, my work is in Arizona. I took a vow to the people of Arizona and I will not fail and I will not quit and you cannot bribe me. Thank you, Mr. DeWitt, for showing your true colors like the 107 rhinos who voted for the continuing resolution of SOC. Everybody knows who you are and what you are. And it's time for you to go. You're tuned in to the Wendy Bell Radio Network. More right after this. So Donald Trump now leading in New York City with the Latinos. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. New York Post headline Trump edges Biden among New York Latinos as migrant crisis rages. This is the disconnect, right? So we're going to we're going to destroy your communities. We're going to try to tell you it's not happening. We're going to tell you we're going to lie. We're going to take out our Alejandro Mayorkas, Karine Jean-Pierre's, John Kirby, Quentin Folks, all these other people who suck. And we're going to lie to your face and we're going to do it every single day. The same way we're going to lie to you and tell you that Joe Biden is mentally, you know, acute. That he is, he is here. He's able. He's seasoned, right? He's wise. Oh, his many years makes him wise. No, he sucked for many years, and that's a fact, right? We're going to lie to your face about that. Well, the lie doesn't work anymore when these people are in your neighborhood, when they're camped out on your street, when they're leaving urine and poo in cups. Because that's what's going on in New York. Who wouldn't want to live there? Shocker, Hispanic voters want what everybody else wants. Not to have fecal matter on the sidewalks. 
It's not a big ask. President Biden's popularity has plummeted so precipitously in New York that he trails former President Donald Trump now among Latino voters amid the unrelenting migrant crisis. Though the Empire State would still vote blue in a 2024 matchup between the two. Some places will not be saved. Trump leads Biden 42 to 39 among Hispanic voters with the remainder undecided. Really? Oh, I don't know. What's it going to be? Oh, really? Are you undecided? Really? You want safety? You want randos all over the place who poop in cups? I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence here about this. Please. As recently as November, the incumbent Democrat led his predecessor by 27 points in the traditionally left-leaning demographic. I would think it's very concerning for Biden, said Siena College pollster Stephen Greenberg. It fits in with what we're seeing nationally. Biden 81 beat Trump 77. I don't know why we care about their ages right now. Trump's fine. Biden's been in the bag for a while. Biden beat him by 23 points in New York in 2020. This time, however, Joe Biden leads Trump by just nine, 46 to 37 percent. Well, we've got 10 months to go. Nine months to go, whatever the hell it is. There's a lot more people that can invade our country and be shipped there. So there's this Illinois councilman, and I I stumbled upon this. He's from Naperville, Illinois. His name is Josh McBroom. I did a little reading on this guy. He's a financial guy. He, uh, he's a family guy. He's got three sons, wife. And in Naperville, Illinois, his community, he sits on some council. City council, county council, I don't know. But this audio soundbite has made the rounds. I wanted to snag it for you. So he's talking about Illinois' own flood, Chicago's flood of these migrants. Because Greg Abbott, shrewdly, and out of a a matter of sheer survival, has had to disperse the mass of humanity other places. It's easy when you're on Martha's Vineyard in your $14 million estate, even after that tragic drowning of your your chef who was paddleboarding naked. Right. It's easy to not know what's going on in other places. You're insulated. You're protected. You've got your own security. You've got a wall around your property because it's effective. To wag your finger and say, oh, Texas is the problem. Greg Abbott and those MAGA people, right? But when they're on your doorstep, uh uh-oh. So here you have Josh McBroom and Naperville, Illinois, Councilman calling on all of the wealthy, the elite mansion owners in his community to to sign up, sign the list, get get on that roll to open up your house, your big mansion for one of these migrant families in need. It's the right thing to do. Listen. I do know that there's a lot of people that do care, and I I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, So. You know, before we go down the road of, you know, doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on, um, you know, my, my idea would be let's, let's find out. 
let's find out who's willing to help. You know, so, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. <laughs> so, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Mm -hmm. um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families. And uh, so that, that would be my new business. I'm, I'd be looking for you know, support from, from the dais. Any questions, discussion, happy to have that. Now, whether, whether this guy is serious or he's just being a like tongue-in-cheek kind of guy, it's great. Well, why wouldn't we open our doors? You guys are the ones who wanted all these people to come in. You believe that our borders should be wide open to anybody who wants to come here. You vote for these people who do it. You voted for the administration that, as we speak, is slicing through freaking razor wire in Texas. Clearly, there's enough room at the inn. You're in. To welcome a family in need. We used to do this with exchange students all the time. Just think of it like that. Except there's maybe four of them. Or bigger. Well, you've got this space. Oh, it seems like the right thing to do, doesn't it? This is how dumb the situation has become. Open up. You have an extra bedroom at your house. I mean, don't worry that you have teenage daughters. Who cares? Just bring this random military-age man in. Who cares? What could happen? It's the right thing to do. It's compassionate and humane. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. It was just too good. Coming up, hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Canada, a federal court in Canada ruling Trudeau's use of the Emergencies Act to lock up truckers. Oh, yeah, that was illegal. Oh, no duh. Next.